My fellow Americans, happy Independence Day from the DTC family. LP, say hello. Hello, hello. Shout out to Hulk Hogan. I'm a real American. FP, say hello. What's up, guys? Happy Independence Day. Mr. Stevie, say hello. From our nation's capital, hope everyone's doing great. Well, that went better. That went a lot better there, Steve. That went a lot better. For those that don't know, we uh, we we redid this cold open several times uh, for a number of reasons, which we won't uh, share. But wanted to start off with uh, an announcement, uh, a big DTC announcement. Um, DTC has officially joined Heroes Media Group. Uh, that's a it's a big thing for us. We're we're real excited about it. HMG is um, a premier podcasting uh, platform. Uh, you can check them out on their website. We have a link up on our website as well. Um, it's a big day for us. Um, we're really excited about it. It'll help us um, distribute our content to a, a wider audience, which, of course, is what we're in this business to do and what we're trying to do every single day. We're trying to improve and uh, put the best quality product um, on tape or whatever, not tape, whatever, digital recording. But HMG helps us distribute it to a much wider audience, uh, primarily veterans, um, serving abroad, and, and um, we're thrilled for it. I mean, we're absolutely thrilled to be part of the HMG family, um, and we hope that we will con- we will continue to provide content that uh, Redskins fans, Nats fans, uh, Capitals fans, Wizards fans, Valor fans, and everybody else that just loves DC and DC sports. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we do. We're going to keep putting out the best product we can, and, and we're, we're excited to be um, getting distributed. Um, so a big shout out to HMG and a big thank you and uh, thank you for having us and uh, we're excited about what this partnership is going to bring over the coming uh, over the coming years as we as we grow our platform and our follower and our listener base and uh, and of course as HMG does the uh, does the same so um, thanks to HMG um, and uh, you know there'll be more on that in the, in the coming weeks and what this partnership actually looks like there's going to be some opportunity for some live shows trade shows um, it's a big step for us and we're we're all super excited. Um, so thanks to HMG. Now let's pivot and jump right into the news, the local news that's happening here. Uh, Cubs come into town, big series. Uh, we've talked about it at length the last, uh, I don't know, 10 days or so. This was the one that we've kind of been looking at on the schedule and said, okay, this is, this is a real test for this team. Can we get three out of four? Um, what are the chances that we can go all four? And of course we end up winning the first one. And I think the last one and losing the two in the middle or something like that. Is that what happened, Steve? We end up going, um, we split the series two and two and a monster injury on top of it. Um, uh, Steve, for the, you guys can't see Steve, but Steve's got his head in his hands and is just shaking his head. What, what's going on, Stevie? It's bad, but it's not that bad, is it? Well, oh, we had Steve pull a, Steve is pulling an LP here. He's talking to himself. Let's get him back in here. He pulled a Phil Jackson last time, pulled an, L, uh, an LP this time, but let me let me start with this. I was actually riding the worst public transportation system right after the game today. And wait, it was wait, can I guess? Sarkins. Can I guess which one? Washington DC. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> and this this the the train was packed with everyone wearing a Nats jersey and everyone wearing a Nats hat and it looked like there was a funeral going on. I'm not sure if everyone was was drunk and hungover already or if the bullpen losing the game you know was the final straw or if it was the the Trey Turner injury I mean it's a triple it's three bad things all at once um I mean Steve is this team gonna gonna survive this injury what what's the latest 
Well, look, before the series, we talked about it. I was saying a split uh, would actually be good. I thought the Cubs were coming in. I thought they were going to. They had a lot to play for. I thought a split would be great. And then, no, but you didn't want a split. None of us wanted a split. I was yeah, of course, you going to want to be better. Yes, you want them to win all four. Yes, that's exactly what you want. But uh, realistically, they had Arietta and Lester pitching. Uh, you know, this is Lester loser pitched. talk. Loser talk. It's and the funny thing is, it's the most depressing split that we could have gotten because it doesn't matter at all because of the Trey Turner injury fractured his wrist, uh, hit by a pitch today, uh, is going to be out indefinitely. Freddie Freeman had the exact same injury on May 18th, and he's still not playing. So you're talking about uh, you know a month and a half, two months. Right now, it's a nine-game lead over the the Freddie Freeman Braves, who are getting Freddie Freeman back in the next couple of days and weeks. So, you know, if the Braves make this, uh, uh, you know, four or five uh, game lead w- without Trey Turner, we're going to be in some trouble. And uh, just right now, the number of injuries, this is off the news yesterday that Coda Glover is uh, struggling to get healthy again. It looks like his shoulder is causing him bigger issues that might keep him out longer. And we see the repercussions of that with what Trinan did tonight in the ninth inning. Trinan, who had been pitching awesome, actually, and been pitching really, really well over the past five or six games. I mean, I think, I think you're a little just, fast and loose with awesome, but okay. No, I mean, you want, you want me to get you numbers? They had a below one ERA, retired nine in a row, was pitching, you know, that was that was a sweet spot. Is that seven, eight, uh, seventh and eighth innings that he was getting in, and then they were letting Albers close it. Somehow today, Dusty gets ejected today. Rightfully so. It was a terrible call on a strike three on a Ryan Rayburn. Dusty gets ejected, and they bring in Trinan to close out the ninth. He gets those first two outs super quickly. Everything looks great, and then the wheels just fall off, and it's same old story. And, you know, I'll tell you, he, I, let me give you a Stephen A. Smith hot take here. The person who's happiest right now about the bullpen uh, collapsing is Bryce Harper because he is not uh, uh, stepping up, and he, is come, he has come in to some big time moments and really underperformed and the numbers back it up last 20 games he's batting less than 250 i mean he's really i mean the number of runners on base he's coming in with two men on tie ball game he, he had a chance on on monday night to get them back into the game he had a chance on wednesday to help them out and he's just not performing right now he is not he is the fourth best hitter on this i kept on saying he's the third best anthony rendon is is tearing it up right now. And uh, so Bryce needs to take this all-star weekend, uh, you know, next week, regroup and come back and have a hell of a back end of the season. Did he lead all uh, votes, Steve, for uh, all-star weekend? For all-star yeah. votes? By, yeah, a just lot, a, by a lot, right? By a lot, yes. But it's a popularity contest. It's like just like the NBA. Yeah, but who, but who cares? So it, it's still June, right? Uh, Trey Turner can be out for a little bit of time and, you know, still make it back in time. But, in the meantime, who takes Trey Turner's spot? Uh, Wilmer Defoe is the most likely candidate. He's going to do it. They're going to call up um, Adrian Sanchez is the AAA guy. It's actually, I, I don't know if you guys know this about baseball, but as soon as Trey Turner went down, uh, the Syracuse Chiefs, I think, is the AAA affiliate. And he was in the game at shortstop there. What they did is they actually pulled him out of the game uh, when Trey Turner went down to bring him up to D.C., so he's probably coming tomorrow. Uh, but Wilmer Defoe is going to step up. And, hey, when Adam Eaton went down a month ago, uh, you know, everyone thought it was the end of the world, and Michael A. Taylor stepped up and has been hitting great and playing 
great. So let's see what Defoe's got. But Trey Turner needs to be there come August, September, October, so definitely. I, I wanted, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Eaton. I, I had a guy from out of town yesterday essentially come up to me. Um, and he was, he was like, who do you think? I, I was explaining to him the podcast and all that. He was like, who do you think is going to be the first team to defeat the curse? And me and another guy, we were like, right away, we we're like, Nationals have the best bet right now. And then the whole conversation started with, well, it sucks that Eaton went down and now you have Trey Turner. So from somebody that knows more about baseball, because I'll admit it, I'm, I'm not a diehard fan like you, Stevie, but give me your quick synopsis as if I were an out-of-towner of how you would defend the Nationals right now. So from my perspective, losing Eaton, now losing Trey Turner, crappy bullpen, all that stuff, it looks like that chance to defeat the curse is slipping, but like we always say, it's still semi kind of early in the season to really worry about it. So, I mean, what what's the, the real take on here? I mean, I, I think, to be honest, it's a double-edged sword in the sense that you don't want these injuries to happen, but like LP saying that it's still early, and the cool thing is you're going to win the division regardless. I mean, it, I mean there has to be like a tornado at Nats Park for – you know, everyone to go down and, and lose the division. They're going to win the division. The idea is if they can still win the division with all of these guys injured, they come back healthy. Why is that, for a, that, for, why is that a foregone conclusion, Steve? I mean, we that, we, we name, brought name, this up with name, we brought this up with Matt. The, the Mets had closed that lead to eight with a four Mets game are, series, right? So now the and now the Mets are thirteen games. Uh, I understand, I understand, but but injuries you can't. At some point, I feel like the bag of tricks is going to run out, right? Like at some point, people have to stay healthy. The bats have to keep swinging, and the bullpen has to get better. I mean, they signed they signed two guys. I don't even I, I can't pull their names even right now. Uh, earlier K-Rock. this week, uh, yeah, K- sorry, Rogers. thank you. Um, I I don't know, man. Like I keep looking at this, and we're playing. It's the early card, and I get it, but it's not that early. I mean, it's not that early. Let me let me but, give it to you in terms that that you guys can understand. Yeah, we talk to us like we're the, idiots, please. Go ahead. We play in the Atlantic Division in the NBA. <laughs> Okay, remember the old Atlantic Division where it was uh, it was all those those crappy teams. It was Orlando, I think the Knicks were in it. Uh, I think the Wizards were in it. I mean, it's it, it's it's a crappy. I think the Cavs were in it before uh, LeBron. So we play in the worst division in baseball. I, I can't name three other Braves. Uh, you know, after Freddie Freeman, uh, Julian uh, Tehran, like uh, you can't really name any of these guys. The, they're no name. Players, they're no-name teams. These teams are not real threats. The real threats are all in the NL West. You got the Dodgers, Rockies, Diamondbacks, all playing 600 ball. Then you got obviously the Cubs are in second place um, in the NL North with the Brewers, who are playing great baseball as well. So, well, look, look. If if the playoffs started today, would you would would you be confident picking the Nats to win a series? Um, doesn't matter. Would, doesn't it matter who the opponent is. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, with the injuries they have, Correct. no, yeah. but a fully healthy squad, I, I think they should win at least one series. But they're, yes. they're, they are at least uh, thirty days from being fully healthy, right? Well, the other thing, guys, is the trade deadline hasn't come, so I think we all have been talking about what they're going to do at the trade deadline to help that bullpen. So there's still a lot to be seen with this team, and the one thing I will say is that in previous years. This team was a one, two, three-man show at most uh, on the hitting side. But I, I would say this year, the team is a lot deeper than I think we've seen in previous years. 
Yeah, yeah that, and, that's and, fair. I mean, look at the number of all stars on this team. When was last time? Did they send? Did they send? Well, how many are they sending? Five, four. It'll be three position players, two pitchers. Yeah, I mean, is that seems high, isn't it? It seems high. that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Like Especially, a lot. most players, most teams won't send. Although two I recall pitchers. the the Royals having like seven, seven or eight <laughs> last classes. year. It was well, last year, or two years ago, whatever it was. Off uh, the World Series, yeah. So okay, so uh, you know. To wrap but, but up on Joe, the, let me let me let me. Ahead. I'm sorry. Let me just make the point that LP said that it's early. It's the the irony of this is that every time Blake Trinan and company, uh, uh, you know, just collapse, it actually makes a better case for Rizzo to pull something off at the trade deadline. So it's almost like a blessing in disguise. Well, did did he did he give you something? You had you had coffee with him a couple of days ago. I I saw him at Phil's the other day. He's actually he's the nicest guy in the world, okay? I'm get, I'm in, in, the, get in his the, ear. Get in his ear and you know, give him a little uh a little wink and a gun and tell him we, well, it's time to make a move. He's, he's a little distracted at the coffee shop and we all know why, but I, I won't <laughs> come on blast. Yeah. Make it 3 for 3. Uh-huh. Why don't you call him out again? 3 for 3. <laughs> 3 in a row. So, they're going to pull something. Let's just wait and see. Um but like I said, every game that goes by that we're collapsing in the eighth and ninth inning is making the, the most dire case that we need help desperately. And Dusty's already made that and uh, will continue to make that until the trade deadline. Well, so let, so going to... forward, hold on, go, going forward, what, what needs to happen for us to kind of, at least for, for me and the, the, the not in the know, have to calm down a little bit. Like, what what moves need to be made before the deadline? What what signs do I need to see to essentially not really be worried? I want to take this one. Harper's got to start swinging the bat a little bit better, and Rizzo got to make and Rizzo's got to make a trade for uh for uh, some more arms, some more some. They need they need to stabilize the bullpen, and it's not going to be um it's not going to be one or two arms. They probably need like three or four plus some minor guys as well. Um, you know, something they they can look at and the, let Dusty. Bring him along and then pick him and pick him and play him as uh, as he sees fit. That that's my two cents. And, the, and then health too, right? So Zim's got to stay healthy for the rest of the year, Rendon, and then the rest of the the role players got to stay healthy too. I yeah, think. I mean, I, I I like what what y'all are saying, and and then I like you know what Joe's saying about the bat in terms of Bryce. If the big boys play like big boys, they're going to outscore teams where they won't need lockdown uh, relief. The yeah. only Thing that I would I would deviate from Joe said is I actually think a lot of players a lot of uh, analysts have been saying they need multiple arms to help them in the bullpen I actually don't think so I think they need one shutdown reliever like a Wade Davis who they face today uh, somebody who can lock down the ninth inning because I think everything else I think they have talented arms but I think they need to be put into their place and put into their comfort zones I think Trinan is a great eighth inning seventh inning setup guy. I think Coda Glover is that same eighth inning kind of uh, uh, you know matchup kind of guy. Same thing with Matt Albers. Matt Albers is, is closing games down the ninth. That boy, you know, he 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 should be a sixth inning, seventh inning guy. Uh, so I think they'll be okay, but they need that lockdown closer uh, that every great team has. That's fair. Um, let's take uh, let's take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll uh, we'll jump into the NBA and all the happenings here with the Wizards and abroad. Uh, not abroad, I guess. Within throughout the league, we'll be right back. Welcome back in DTC. Let's jump into the NBA, boys. LP, I want to start with you. 
John Wall apparently recruiting Paul George. Is this real? I don't think it's real. Uh, he's <laughs> I don't probably think so trying either. <laughs> to re- he's trying. He's trying. But, I mean, if you think about it, is Paul George a, a, a upgrade over Otto Porter? Yes. Is he a major upgrade? Probably. Is he worth a one-year rental? Is that going to bring the Wizards to the finals? I don't think so. So it, it doesn't uh, doesn't make sense hold to on, me. Hold on. Paul Pierce was a one-year rental and got him. Oh, he moved them a whole lot closer towards relevancy. Paul Pierce was was actually cheap. We didn't have to trade the whole team to That's get true. Paul Pierce. That's true. I mean, you saw you saw what Houston did to CP3, um, who is pretty much opted out of his deal. So, yo, I can't know. believe that deal went down. By the way, I I, I know I, I think me and you are the big NBA guys here. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you're following this or FP, but CP3 basically. If the rumors are true, and it looks like they are, he he just doesn't want to deal with Doc Rivers because he doesn't like the way Doc deals with his son or gives him preferential treatment. Whatever the case is, I'll give CP3 a lot of credit because if this if this had come out halfway through the season, he would have been traded before the deadline. Uh, but nevertheless, CP3 is going to Houston, and now you have a a ball like a dominant point guard and a ball dominant small forward converted to point guard. I guess going back to small forward now in Harden, and apparently that's. They're they're not done. Apparently Houston. They're not even make, done. They're not yeah, close. Apparently they're going to make a run at Paul George also, and that that three man team with some pieces around it may be may be good enough to challenge or at least push into the second best team in the West. Um, I, I like what they did. To be honest with you, they had to do something. Everyone's chasing the Warriors. Um, the Spurs are going to take a step back with um, with uh, Ginobili retiring. Parker's lost a step. That's pretty clear. Apparently uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. We talked about this on draft night. Um, he wants out. He may be L.A. bound. Who knows? So I like what Houston did here. I mean, Patrick Beverly was a nice piece, but CP3 is um, still, you know, towards the in the middle, towards the end maybe of his prime, but um, he could still get it done. I mean, for six years, six years with the Clippers, three years made it out of the first round, three years couldn't get out of the first round. I think that, that tells you everything you need to know about the Clippers. And uh, it <laughs> ironically... DeAndre Jordan after the pitch and oh we need you back and we're gonna make a run and stay with us and don't go to Dallas and blah blah blah. Ironically, it looks like he's gonna be the last man standing because Blake Griffin is now linked with uh, Boston and with Phoenix. Yeah, the funny thing is if you think about it, CP3 had he had already opted out, so the Rockets were potentially what like six days away from being able to sign him as a free agent, but instead they had to trade what was it like seven players? I mean, a lot of yeah. A lot of nobodies, but you had Patrick Beverly. You had some other, you know, role players in there. Um, you had Lou Williams in there, so it was kind of a steep trade. Yeah, but I mean, we we went through this last time. LP, it's all about the money in the NBA, and uh, he want it's a sign and trade, right? So that way, Houston has the uh, the opportunity to extend him to a max contract, which is what he wanted anyway. Um, and if we're gonna get really technical, the the uh, state income tax in California thirteen percent. You know what it is in Texas. Zero. Zippy. So um, this is a smart financial move for him. I don't know if him and Harding can go coexist. I mean, w- once upon a time, um, a ball-dominant, three-point shooting, uh, crazed point guard by the name of Steve um, used to basically just – I mean, he would he would shoot from half court and then blame the rim or blame the ball, b- blame the wind, whatever it was. Um, Joe, you know, what, you know what I'm looking at right now is my championship trophy <laughs> that I had dunking oh, yeah. over you. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Two thousand and six. So on a six foot rim. Okay. Okay. Steve, you don't even know what the paint is. You stood at <laughs> three point line and just <laughs> chucked it up every time. They don't call. They don't call it the money line for nothing. Okay. Yeah. So well, from can they from coexist? Seen, can they coexist? Yeah. From what I've seen, statistically, if they existed last year, they would have had what the best back the best backcourt duo. Right in the league, yeah. Assuming Harden, seen that? no. Assuming Harden is playing the two, which he won't. But no, you you're correct. So from a fan standpoint, because I really don't care about a bunch of nobodies and who went where. Uh, I only care about the stars because that's what the NBA is. This is all a moot point because the Warriors are still the Warriors, and nothing's going to change in the West, right? No, this 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 moot this makes it interesting at least if they land Paul George. Then this is that's a team that that nucleus of those three guys make them more competitive. Can beat the Warriors. They and they, they can beat the Warriors. They could. Uh, I don't know if they not with those three, but if if they're able to pull a fourth like Carmelo, for example, um, and we could talk about the Knicks here next about what what happened in New York and the dysfunction how, there. How but. stupid! How stupid is this? How stupid is this, this conversation? This is the well, modern NBA. They, why, it's the modern. This is what the NBA why, is about. Why, this why is, don't they this just is get rid NBA. of twenty? Why don't they get rid of twenty-eight teams and just keep two teams <laughs> and everyone play on those two teams? Because this ESPN was, overpaid for the rights to broadcast all the loser teams too. ESPN. I mean, that, but you asked the question. So, I'm telling you the answer. They they can't. Back, stupidly, back to basketball makes eighty-five percent of its games completely irrelevant. Well, uh, that's true, and I. Yeah, that's true, and I think the stars are going to start sitting out a whole lot more because uh, what we saw this year with the Cavs and hey, we don't care if we finish first or fifth, we'll dominate when we get there because the East sucks. We're going to see a lot more of that. Um, but look, I mean, the Clippers have now reverted to the Clippers of our youth. We're basically, uh, let's go draft uh, Eddie Curry and Michael Olawakandi and and just suck basically. Um, minus minus the Donald. Minus the Donald, but I mean, Balmer isn't uh, maybe as openly racist, but uh, tomato, tomato, <laughs> uh, move on. What are you, what are you starting rumors about Microsoft here? What are you, we got an employer. Uh... Oh, well, whatever, whatever. It's not, I mean, you, you want to bring uh, professions into it. We can talk about that too. Um, maybe there's some insider information, but look, Balmer paid $2 billion and ultimately is going to watch his team now go to the bottom of the Western Conference in the standings. Um, you know, Blake Griffin is essentially going to be out. I, I think he's better to go into Boston than Phoenix. Personally, why, why, why stay in the West? Uh, it's a much harder road to the finals. Um, but Paul George is linked to Houston. He's also linked to LA. Um, you know, it's the. I think he's going to end up in LA no matter what. I think Kevin Love is going to end up in LA no matter what. I think Russell Westbrook is going to end up in LA no matter what. I think that's all going to happen at some point. And you add that. You add in Lonzo and Randall and some of those other pieces, and the Lakers maybe in two, three years from now, they look completely different. Um, I want to see LeBron go to OKC. <laughs> it's just a game of NBA Live now, right? You just, yeah, uh, you just I, I want to see it. I want to yeah. see what happens if he goes there. Well, apparently, like, oh. apparently, LeBron said no to a Kyrie trade. They had a they had a trade in place. Uh, LP LP was the one that broke this uh, internally here on the DTC thread. That was crazy. What what if what if LeBron had said, yeah, go ahead and trade uh, Kyrie. Yeah, the stipulation was that um, I think LeBron would 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 have had to sign a longer term deal, max contract, to stay in Cleveland, and he refused to do that. So, what does that mean? That means he's it means he's a businessman, and he's gonna he's gonna re up every couple of years as the as the money keeps going up. 
which is smart. That I mean, mean, why why sign? That means he's a millennial and wants to move around and win wherever he goes, and doesn't like to lose and will cry until he gets his way. Damn those millennials! Hey, look, always, look, always the millennials. To win. The millennials just cost Phil Jackson a job. Phil Jackson, the Rest Zen master Phil himself. Jackson. The All Zen right, master. Hey. Are you kidding me? The Zen master, the guy that got Michael Jordan to learn a triangle offense when he didn't want to, and the guy that called Kobe out publicly and got the best out of him and told Shaq yeah, to but shut up and isn't lose the weight. Problem the Zen master, the Zen isn't master. Isn't the problem that he's still forcing the, the triangle offense? Oh, that's and, that's definitely part of it. But this guy, this guy, the for twenty years, everybody kissed the ring of Phil Jackson because he he knew how to more or less he was manipulate he manipulated people into doing what he wanted them to do. And he goes to New York, and what a complete and a complete failure and disaster. It's shocking. The Knicks fired him. He didn't walk away. He made fifty yeah. million dollars, and they said no more. We got to let you go now. Free agency starts on Friday tomorrow, and you can't be here because no one's going to take us seriously. But to his defense, I don't care. If I'm a basketball player, I'm going to listen to whatever Phil Jackson says. I'll take his mind. I mean. To me, he's really he's how'd that work the, for Carmelo Anthony? Because I'm pretty sure he told well, him Carmelo didn't play in his system. He probably took it in what one about, year out the other. What about said, your guy uh, Porzingi? Said, I'm gonna, Porzingi, uh, Porzingi said, "I'm not coming to exit interviews. You're a waste of my time, old man, Phil." These I guys don't respect him, man. They don't respect him. They couldn't communicate. Not to mention, not to mention, think about this. You know, you want to talk revisionist history for a second. Do you remember who Phil Jackson was trying to hire as the coach before he ultimately decided on uh, Derek Fisher? Anyone? Steve Kerr. He was, was it, yeah, Steve Kerr. He was all about yeah. Steve Kerr, and Steve to- Steve told him, "Nah, I, I think I think I like the pieces that are already in place in uh, in in Golden State. I'm going to take over from Mark Jackson." Which, by the way, no one gives him any credit, and it's always ironic that he's calling their games, um, and they still call him coach. That's all weird, but. Yeah, Steve Kerr himself told him, no, no, thank you. I don't want to run. The, the triangle won't work anymore, old man Phil. And he, Phil gets, needs he a, gets run. He gets he, run out of town. Phil yeah, just needs some more genie in his life. Yeah, oh, that's... Yo, what, what if he goes don't back to the Lakers? What if he goes back to the Lakers now? I mean, it, it's it's ripe for it. He's ripe for Dude, it. Dude, if, if you put the players who can run a triangle offense on Phil's team and give him back coach coaching duties, I'd give him two years until he's back in the finals. No, oh, dude, I'm a hundred. No chance. The league, no. But one, there isn't the right personnel to do it. There is no even half dominant. There's no Luke Longleys or uh, Bill Welling. Is it Wellingtons or Worthingtons or whatever his name was? Stevie, I gotta gotta go to my Cartwright. source. It was Cartwright. Not Bill Cartwright. No, the other the other Shea White guy, the other huge white guy. Will Purdue. There was a Will Purdue. No, there was another one. Anyway, there's not even those quality of centers. Now the centers are James, Draymond. Are you talking Green. about Kukoc? No, fool, he wasn't. No, a James Worthington, I think. No, I'm gonna look it up. It was uh, anyway squeezed in there. There was a there was a whole list of white guys that played center for the for the uh, for the Bulls. It was um, Bill Wellington. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So those guys don't exist in the NBA. The centers now are. I mean, there's there's times where LeBron James is playing center. There's times where Draymond Green is playing center. The triangle Maybe. offense, it, they it it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. It worked when I mean it worked when Phil was running against D'Antoni and the Suns with an undersized Amari Stoudemire because no one had an answer to Shaq. But those guys wait, hold don't on, exist. Hold on, hold on. What did you call him, D'Antoni? Mike D'Antoni. It's D'Antoni. It's what did I say? Apost- what, what did I say, Rick? Apostrophe silent, Joe. 
It's D'Antoni. It's D'Antoni. That's what I said, Rick. D'Antoni. D'Antoni. What is wrong with what I'm saying? It's okay. We know English is your second language. LP, if you want... If you want Phil Jackson to coach again, and you think anything is going to great come out of it, I take you to uh, 2004 Washington Redskins when an aforementioned uh, <laughs> Joe Douglas Gibbs takes the game, okay, with a 30 year old outdated uh, offense. Okay. That, good that's point. Good point. Yeah. So what's maybe, the maybe uh, that he's gone. I think I, I say this is the last we see of Phil Jackson. Well, maybe he, maybe he coaches in the, uh, in the big three in the Ice Cube League. <laughs> Why not? He can run a triangle offense. <laughs> and you only got three. <laughs> triangle, triangle, triangle. <laughs> It'll work every time. Any team. Yo, Kwame <laughs> no Brown. What the Kwame Brown have. is the current MVP of the uh, the Big Three League. Did you guys watch it, by the way? Uh, didn't um, what's the the Jason just Jason Williams Jason get injured? Williams. Sexy chocolate, white chocolate. Yeah, and Kenyon Martin also like blew out a hamstring. Also, but got, did any of you guys watch it? Any anybody watch it? I didn't watch it, but I did hear about the uh, the the football version of it, the the flag football one, where everyone's impressed that Mike Vick still has more. And and Ocho Cinco is still in football shape, apparently. That one I'm intrigued by, but the big three, uh, it's somewhere between like carnival amusement, uh, like sideshow and basketball. I think if the big names continue to go there, and like like Allen Iverson still, I mean, he's still really good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's if it actually has legs. It's weird that it's not like broadcast in real time. It would be cool if it was actually shown live on TV, so people can like interact with it and with each other as things are happening instead of tape delay. But um, although LP, we know how LP loves his tape delay. He loves watching things and <laughs> cheering twice. Uh, LP's everyone's mom. Uh, just you know, he was so excited. <laughs> uh, fake news, fake keep, news. Keep Move celebrating on. those goals on replay, buddy. Um, <laughs> Back to the big three. What are the chances we can get a DTC team? I can uh, star point guard here. Yo, let's sponsor time. one. Let's sponsor one. Uh, I don't Statue know. If Sti- I don't know if Stevie and Joe can coexist. We cannot. Uh, yeah, we know. We, <laughs> we know that we, we can be on the same team, but we can't be on the court at the same time. Hey, exactly. Which means Joe's coming off the bench. Okay. <laughs> I'll play you for it, Stevie. I'll play you for it. Well, you know, Joe, he, he stands in one spot, chucks the ball at a five-yard pass at 90 miles an hour and yells at you for not catching it. Well, Steve I did, will catch I did, it at, at I did half my court, job. throw it up. Are you talking about is football there, or basketball? There, what are you talking about? Is there a paint violation in the big three? Because I was No, actually, there that. isn't. And Kwame Brown just stood there and dunked the ball on repeat. Uh, because every time I would play, I would just – there's no way you were going to get me to actually move playing basketball. I just wanted to – Throw my bows and try to get boards. That's all I'm good for. Can I? Uh, can Can I ask? Do they one? have hot spots like can, uh, <laughs> NBA Jam? Uh, why not? Why not? Any anything to keep the keep the uh, the money coming. Although they almost sold out. Uh, what uh, Barclays or whatever they were playing on on Sunday. It's just weird that it's not live to me. But whatever. One last uh, NBA question. Lonzo Ball. Okay, the hype is real. Apparently, does he remind you of a point guard? Does it? Does he remind you of anybody else? Like looking at him. You know, a pass first, likes to dunk, um, point guard. Does he remind you? I mean, have you guys watched him at all, Stevie? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a more college basketball guy than I am NBA guy, so I've seen him at UCLA several times. You asked me who he, does he reminds remind you of? me of. Yeah. Does he remind you of anybody? Somebody, I mean, you said the whole dunking. I, I don't think about a dunking, but I think of Isaiah Thomas. I think of somebody who could put up 40 Wait, or cur- 50 points. Current or 
Old school. Oh, oh no, old school. I'm thinking okay. old school. Thinking oh, wow. of old school Isaiah yeah. Thomas, who could dominate a game, who needed the ball to dominate the game. So I think Lonzo Ball has to have the ball in his hands to dominate the game. But somebody who was capable of putting 40 or 50 points up uh, on any given night, but was a pass-first point guard. And that's what people don't remember about mm-hmm. Isaiah. He loved to pass, but when need be, because a lot of those Piston teams were offensively challenged, he was putting up numbers. So. Sure. I think Isaiah Thomas, uh, he, that, that's his ceiling. I mean, I, Isaiah is one of the all-time greats. But I also love the, the fight in Isaiah. Isaiah was feisty, scrappy player. I think Lonzo Ball's got that same fight in him. I don't so know, I think man. I, I, think, I think his I think dad does his fighting for him, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Keep going. No, I think, I, I, I think the further he gets from his dad, I think he's going to create his own persona. I think if we can get LeVar Ball more on WWE <laughs> did, Raw. Yeah, did you see Pops on Raw? <laughs> that ring and en- that ring entrance was the stuff of legends i'm pretty sure you had the same moves on, on the dance floor the other night Joe. <laughs> Those are, that's my basketball crossover what are you talking about <laughs> so you, you're going with isaiah thomas how about fp does he remind you of anybody or is, uh, any thoughts on the draft you weren't with us that night um honestly fp doesn't care i'm gonna refer to myself in third person like you love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'll, we'll see what he does. I mean, I'll be intrigued to see if he brings some glory back to L.A., and I'm always intrigued with how the L.A. market handles their new stars, but I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, to me, it means nothing. It's interesting you said that because in the blink of an eye, the Clippers that have been the talk of the town went back to the back seat, and the Lakers now are, you know. Right, like back, it was a very short time. stint. Yep. Yeah. Yep. LP, does he remind you of anybody? Any thoughts on the draft or anybody else in the draft? So I've actually never watched Lonzo Ball play, and I cannot root for anyone to fail more than I do for Lonzo Ball. Oh, I, I can't why stand root, him. Why would you root for he? If you've never watched he, him play, I guarantee you've never heard him talk. So why would you cheer against him? I, I just can't. His dad just annoys me. He reminds me of RG three. It 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 irritates what me. What if we I were can't. all judged by our dads, sir? Uh, <laughs> I think LP would be in the lead on that one. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you can't, I mean, you can't you can't hold him account. I mean, maybe to some extent he can't control his dad. No, but. if you're if you're a professional athlete and you're in the NBA and you're drafted number two, you have the right to tell your dad to shut the heck up and sit down. RG three was drafted number two, also. Maybe that's why. Look, maybe that's why you're look, so angry. And look and look what happened to his career. I, I will say I will say for for how much I, I I mean I'm without P. I haven't really watched too much college basketball to really judge his play, but for how much negativity that Lonzo's dad gets, he also gets that many people coming to his defense about how he is a great character, a, a solid basketball player, will help any team. So I can't really hate on him because. It, it's out there both ways. Everyone's like, screw his dad, F him. But also, he's really good. You should probably draft yeah. him. So you can, I, I can't really hear. I'm, I'm excited to see him play, and I'm excited to see what he does for I'll, the league. But uh, I'll I, I give can't you, hate uh, him. I'll, I'll give you two that he kind of reminds me of, uh, a high and a low, if you will. Um, I think it's just my own thoughts based on how I view these guys. But I think I think he could be um, – I think he – well, let me, let me do it this way. I think he plays – a lot like Steve Francis, a guy that we're all very familiar with here uh, in in the DC market. He's a guy who, like Steve said, from the DMV, he, he needs he needs the ball in his hands to to make things happen. But he attacks the rim. Uh, I mean, Steve Francis was Russell Westbrook before Russell Westbrook was Russell Westbrook, right? So um, 
you know, Steve Francis is is a, he's one of these forgotten stud point guards of the late '90s and early 2000s. Uh, before injury, the the guy was unguardable. Uh, he could have 40 points on any given night. He could rebound, um, but he was he was still pass first, even though he was incredibly ball dominant. And the guy just dunked like he was pissed off all the time. So he's kind of the first one that comes to mind. Um, but the player that I think was personally better, uh, Stefan Marbury. And, and still kind of that same type, you know, he's a little bit thicker. Alonzo's not as tall and he's not as big as Steph was or Steph is. He's still, I think he's still playing in China, um, but very, very similar game. He's not going to kill you with the deep ball. He's going to kill you with the mid-range stuff. He's going to get a lot of people involved. If you, if you can recall Steph, uh, Stefan Marbury, when he came into the league playing with um, a guy like, uh, like Kevin Garnett, for example, I mean, he, he just, he could always find Garnett, Garnett. I mean, the big ticket became who he ultimately became with a lot and a lot of it had to do with both uh Stefan Marbury and ironically Latrell Sprewell but we're not talking about him but Marbury could always find Garnett on the field on, on the on the field on the court uh whether he was attacking the rim pick and roll whatever I mean Marbury just had eyes all over his head um so you know I'm buying a little bit more into the Lonzo Ball hype um uh, Dan who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago talking about uh U.S. men's uh soccer uh, he's from the LA area. Every couple, it seems like every couple of days, he's sending me some clip from Instagram about some closed door practice or something that's going on. So uh, I'm buying into the hype just a little bit here, and I think uh, he's good for the NBA. His dad still, you know, he's a genius, but I think he's still questionable. I mean, I don't know why Lamelo and him went on Raw. I'm just so confused about why they were there or what they were doing, but. The so man is we stop f- talking about them. Yeah. No, we can't. we can't. We can't. No, I, I can't. Can. I can't hear. We can't. I don't want to hear. So okay. you like him, right? Is that what we're coming at? No. You, you like Lonzo? I, I think he's a, I think he might be an actual genius pu- pushing a shoe. Basically, look, he created a brand when everyone told him that was stupid. Then he decided to sell it at a ridiculous price, which is which is stupid. And then he came out and said his son doesn't have to wear it. Like his son doesn't have to wear the big baller brand signature shoe that his dad is pushing. So, uh, I mean, that's, it's, uh, I'm lost for words, to be honest. And on top of that, he he gets drafted second overall, and his dad has the, the, the giant stones to go on national television and say, like I like I spoke it to be, like I told you it was going to happen, and he's going to lead them to the playoffs in year one. I, I mean, I did. I will say I did like the balls of getting uh, the shoes made in Lakers colors, so he could it's, walk out. In it's them. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Was, yeah. But what if, what happens if he does? If he if they do actually make the playoffs this year, I mean, then his dad is never going away, and LP's just gonna have to deal with it. But um, anyway, please don't make the playoffs. Please don't make the playoffs. <laughs> um, anything else on the Wizards front, or anything else in uh, NBA you guys want to talk about? When, when are we going to talk about Trump's tweet about Mika Brzezinski? Dude, dude, you know what, Steve? You know what, Steve? Every every podcast, <laughs> you throw one of these. You know what? I'm a, let's go right now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It let's was it. both let's insanely, insanely stupid, and the. I mean, this guy. I mean, Trump has no chill, as the kids say. Right? The guy basically said, uh, "I don't watch your crap morning show." And by the way, I don't want to hang out with you. But remember the time you stopped by uh, my very fancy golf cl- uh, golf course and you wanted to hang out, but I said no because your face was bleeding all over the place. Uh, I mean, he just blasted everybody. But uh, I don't know why he does what he does. I-, I feel like he needs someone needs to be in charge of his Twitter. 
so that or so it like Twitter needs to develop like a Trump filter for everybody where you I, can you type know, something I, and send it, but then it has to go through like you have to reread it five minutes later before you can actually send it. Did, did you know that she's engaged to Joe Scarborough? Yes. Everybody at MSNBC is engaged to someone else at MSNBC. It's a very close society there. That's why everything sounds the same. You're talking about it's an orgy. More or less. <laughs> but Joe, Joe please, that's how the liberals get down, Steve. Please come out and condemn uh, the president. No way. For such a, a ridiculous tweet. No chance. No chance. Can, can I just point out, has anyone actually like recently Googled Donald Trump? His default... 45th U.S. president picture is that stupid mouth-up smirk grin. Like, that is, <laughs> that's his default picture on Google, and I just find that that's all you need to know about anything that no, comes... No, what, what are you talking about? All you need to know is 401k account up, investment accounts up, interest rates down. Win, no, F- win, FP. win. FP, all you need to know is that this guy creates fake... Time magazine covers of himself and hangs it all over his office. Oh, because you've never you've never photoshopped yourself on a magazine or uh, no, or, I did. I absolutely. Okay. When I was seven, my mom did that for me to boost my self esteem. Yeah. You're right. Yes. There's the uh, you you never saw the the Sports Illustrated cover with Stevie doing the Heisman pose. Oh, I, I, I <laughs> exactly. have a I think I have a Stevie trading card. I actually have a trading card of myself too. But but Steve, uh, you know, what, you know, why do you want to kill Trump? What's what's your what's I your issue with Stevie? What's the issue with if this anyone? Needs- Nobody wants to kill anybody in the Oh, good, good. good. <laughs> la- good the last person that needs self-esteem boosting is definitely Steve. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I was going to say, uh, LPs, you know what I did in Photoshop is my article in the Vienna Times when I pitched six innings and won the Little League World Series to, to, to take us to Williamsport, Pennsylvania. The picture, that they, they picture, that, the picture that they ran of Steve was just his eyeball, actually. There's nobody. He's just his blue hey, eyeball. Just hey, look. We'll, we'll blue need eyes. to see that, and we'll need to post that on the DTC. Guys, Twitter. at some That's point, we're gonna have to do like uh, we're gonna have to do a show where we explain, <laughs> we explain all this stuff, or uh, a series of like write ups or something. We gotta get interview. We had someone to interview us, um, because there's a lot of history here. But Steve, uh, I mean, are you are you upset with Trump for tweeting what he, for any of his tweets? No, I despise the man. Yeah, well, okay. Well, that's your opinion. You're, you're, you're entitled, not upset, you're, but you you're despise. In, you're, Got it. You're entitled to be incorrect, and that's fine. But no. Let, no. So I, I, I love what he's doing. Keep on doing. <laughs> Keep on sabotaging. Are, are you not having fun? Would never get are, you not have, are you not entertained? I am 100% entertained. All our sports listeners have turned off the podcast. <laughs> Why? Well, this is when we start. This is when we get into Game of Thrones, and LP asks us, uh, "What is the Games of Thrones? <laughs> what game are they playing?" Right. <laughs> yeah. If there's no ref and there's no teams and there's no coach, I'm not watching. <laughs> or tape delay. Yeah. Or you, tape. I'm delay. surprised because you're big on tape delay. I mean, you can watch you can watch a whole bunch of episodes and pretend like it just happened and text us about it. LP only watches sports, and I think uh, How to Survive Naked or Naked XL or whatever that Discovery Channel. Shows. <laughs> what is Naked XL? <laughs> Tell me more about Naked XL. It's called Naked and Afraid. Oh, Naked and it uh, sounds like a pay per view show. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like every night in my house. <laughs> That's another story. All right, boys. Anything else? Happy uh, Happy Independence Day. Um, we're going to be on uh, a little bit of a vacation here over the next uh, couple of days. So this podcast is going up uh, a little early, but uh, happy Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Again, big thank you to uh, HMG for um, uh, bringing us on and, and welcoming us into their family. Um, Redskins, 
roster report, the Triple R, will be coming back with another episode in a few days. Uh, that might be on tape delay, um, just as uh, we try to align schedules here through the holiday weekend. But uh, offensive line, defensive line in the next segment. Uh, what's the one? What's following that, guys? I think it's going to be the the big ticket item. It's going to be uh, what quarterback and safety probably. Yeah, smart. Uh, it was a good decision to leave quarterback to the end. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mr. Cousins gets a contract. Maybe uh, by the time we get around to it. So O line, D line, and then uh, quarterbacks. Go ahead, Paul. Eighteen days. Eighteen days. <laughs> yeah, you keep counting down. I'm not counting. It's not getting done. Uh, check but for- the first check the first podcast when I made my prediction. We'll know in eighteen days. And then what happens? And then we we continue to talk, right? That's that's what we do here. So, um, again, thank you, uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you for listening. Happy Fourth of July. This has been DTC. Have a great holiday weekend. Be safe. We are out. This has been DTC, your one-stop shop for all things DC sports. Visit us online at www.defeatingthecurse.com. Find us and follow us on all social media platforms at Defeating the Curse. Thanks for listening. Until next time, hustle and get rich.